Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the DMs here at Light the Fight. I am David Kozlowski. I'm minus my host, Heidi Swap. She's not with me today, but she'll be back shortly. She's spending some very much needed quality time with her family. And so we, uh, yeah, we want her to spend that time with her family and she'll be back next week um, as usual. So in the meantime, I took uh, a little bit of this uh, moment here tonight to sit down and answer a few questions from some of the DMs that have been sent into us. Thank you guys for your patience on the DMs. I know it's taken a little while for us to get to some of these questions, but we're going to start chopping away at them, starting with this question sent in right here. So the question is, how do I regain my 17-year-old daughter's trust and open up the line of communication back after asking so many questions that I lost her trust, that caused me to lose her trust. Okay. So earlier in this, uh, in this email that this person sent, um, uh, they had stated that they'd listened to the statements versus questions podcast here on light the fight. And after hearing it, it sounded like they're like, yes, no, <laughs> they were like, okay, this makes perfect sense. <laughs> Hence the yes. And then they realized I've been doing it wrong. And now my child, <clears throat> excuse me, now my child is older and what I do to make up that lost time. Well, the good news is you can make up that lost time and you don't have to do the proper way of communicating or the way I suggest with the technique that I talk about for 17 years to make up for the past 17 years. You can close that gap very quickly and it is going to be a little difficult to do that because there's going to be lots of distractions and lots of temptations to give you reason to want to quit and stop trying to reconnect and trying to gain the trust back of your daughter. So in this scenario, um, I'm picturing you making statements, you telling your daughter the things that are simple, direct, and to the point. You're not bombarding her with questions about how her day was, you know, and all the things that she's got going on in her life and hopes to uh, connect with her. And even though you're making these statements, it just doesn't seem to be doing the trick. Well, most often this is the reason why, or one of the reasons why. If you're a mother and you've come across very naggy, controlling, all the things that kids say, and you find yourself now learning that, well, I've been asking them so many questions, it's put them on the defense, it's made them guarded, it's made them feel like they can't open up and talk to me when they want to talk to me, it's got to be on my time, and I'm constantly pressing, pressing, pressing. If you start to make statements now, the fear is that your teenager is not going to buy it. It's going to come across as being disingenuous. And at first, that very well may be the case. In fact, some teenagers will tell their parents, you know what? I like what you're doing and I know that you care and you love me and stuff like that. I just don't know if I can forgive you for all these various things you've done in the past. 
usually when parents hear that, they feel defeated. They feel like, oh my gosh, it's not working. You know, how am I going to ever undo what I've done? Well, I'd like to remind parents, so all you parents out there listening, if you're making the statements, you're doing it consistently, and you feel like you're not getting the trust back of your teenager, but if they're telling you that they don't trust you, if they're talking to you about their frustrations with you, that is a huge win. Now, your ego may not say it's a win. Your ego may sit there and say, oh, this is great. So you get to be nice and polite to them and treat them like they're the bee's knees, but you get to be dumped upon with all the shame and guilt and all the mistakes you've ever done in the past. Guess what? Only trusted relationships get all the crap dumped on them. In counseling, we call this the trusted parent. So the trusted parent in counseling brings in a kid or a teenager to me. And as we're talking, they tell me how the dad's rarely using one just random. This isn't even a real scenario, just random situation. Dad's rarely in the son's life. And the mom does everything for him, cooks, cleans, this, that, blah. And then the son always yells at the mom, takes out the stuff from the mom. But around dad, he's quiet and he acts like everything's fine. And the mom thinks this is unfair that he yells at me and he treats me like crap. Well, then I remind, if this was a real situation, remind the person, well, it's because you're the trusted parent. The trusted parent means that they could trust that they can share and express their most genuine thoughts, feelings, and emotions and opinions, and you're still going to be there. You've proven to your kids that you're going to be there if you are consistent with your new approach. So when parents hear this this criticism from their kids. I don't know if I can forgive you. There's too much in the past or, or you're feeling like it's not happening fast enough. Take a moment, take a breath and say, you know what? If I'm making statements, making my child feel more comfortable, making them feel like they're more of a partner with me, making them feel like I'm not pressuring them and hounding them for information. If I'm putting my anxieties and my fears and worries that they're going to ruin their life off to the side and just talk directly to them as if there are no problems, there are no concerns. And if I do that consistently, then, and only then, will they consider that there's actually real lifelong change that's happening with me, their parent. If your kids, just like one of our recent episodes, I talked about curiosity. If your kids see that you're acting, behaving in a, in a, in a way that they would prefer, they're going to like it. They're going to be skeptical. In fact, they may even say it's not genuine, but they don't know it's not genuine. And they're only skeptical because it hasn't been happening that long. And all their other fears and worries are only coming from what is the consequence if they do trust you again and you hurt them again? Isn't that how we all are as human beings, as adults? Aren't we always fearful that the past, or at least the hurtful, painful, negative past is going to repeat itself? So. Back to the question with this with this uh, parent, you have to stay in the pocket. And what that means is, if any of you have ever watched football, when there's a blitz or rush from the defense, that means they're trying to come and sack the quarterback. So I'm going to break this down for uh, people who aren't huge football fans. All these big, huge, gigantic, sweaty guys are coming at you, and, and the quarterbacks are not as big and... They just don't seem as sweaty. They seem like more pretty boys usually. <laughs> and they're sitting back there and they're, oh, they see these big, huge monsters running after them. And their instinct says, run to the left, run to the right. But they're taught if they stay in the pocket, that means instead of running to the left, running to the right, 
they step up and move forward right into the rush. And then they remember that their offensive linemen, their guardians, the people trying to hit, protect them so they don't get hit, they're actually funneling all the intense uh, aggression off to the side. Because if you try to stop something straight on and meet it head on, boom, there's going to be a collision and you're going to get pushed back and you're going to feel like you're not making any headway. But if you realize all the energy, all the attacks are really coming at you, but they can just bank off to the left or off to the right, then you have to step up in the pocket. So what I'm telling you parents is that when all this stuff comes at you, your kid not trusting, you're not feeling that what you're doing is genuine and, and legitimate concern, instead of running to the left or running to the right, or instead of trying to convince them and telling them that you are genuine and you really do mean it and you're going to give them 20 reasons of why they should trust you again, step into the pocket, stay close to them, don't run away from it and don't try to combat with them. Tell them, I don't blame you for not trusting me. Yeah, well, I spent 17 years of asking questions. If it takes 17 years of making the right statements to earn your trust back, well, then I'll do that for 17 years. If you let them know that this is the new you and this is what you're going to do so for they just need to expect it, then you just got to follow through and do it. It won't take long to earn that trust back if they see that you're doing something that makes them really curious about what you're doing. It may come across as suspicious, but they are curious. And then if they see that you maintain it and you keep up a very progressive, solution-focused attitude. So if they tell you all these things they don't like about you, you sit there and you say, all right, well, thanks for telling me that. Thanks for trusting me. Because obviously if you're telling me all the things that I've done wrong to hurt you, you're trying to make our relationship better and you're trying to make me better. So thanks for the advice and thanks for the help. I'm going to take that to heart. And wow, that was a good conversation. You walk away from that and they were like, this is what most young people say. They say, it was weird. I tried to complain to my parent and yell at them and tell them all things I didn't like about them. And they thanked me and they told me that this is going to really help them. And it was a really good talk somehow. The weirdest thing just happened. I can speak to you and tell you that this happens more times than you'd think that teenagers come back and tell me, I don't know what the heck you're teaching my parents or telling my parents, but whatever it is, I like it. I'm suspicious, but I'm kind of secretly rooting for them. Your kids are rooting for you to be cool, to be their friend, to be their parent, and to be a confidant in their life. If you can accomplish all those things to, certain, to some degree, then everybody wins. They win because they have a parent that they can brag about and say how cool their parent is. You win because you have a kid that even though they may not live a perfect life, you can brag about at least your relationship is good. How many parents can sit back and say, man, my relationship with my adult, my teenager is amazing. A lot of people can say, yeah, you know, my daughter has got three degrees and, you know, she's doing all this amazing stuff and I'm so proud of her. But they may not be able to say I have a good relationship with the girl who has three degrees. <laughs> we don't know that part. So think about that for a second. Hopefully that information, wink, wink. I always wink after I say hopefully. It's part of my sarcasm. But I want you to take this information to heart and implement this if you're a parent who's considering giving up on all the things you've been learning, not just from our podcast, but other good books and other information out there. Don't give up, step into the pocket, stay closer to them in the times that they're trying to push you away. Hopefully that information helps out here. And uh, until next time, thanks for visiting Light the Fight. Follow us on all social media or just go to our website, uh, browse around. we got some cool, exciting things coming out. We're going to be doing another parenting seminar soon and a couple of other three, uh, not three, but free community events coming up in the near future as well. So thanks again as always and talk to you soon.
not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast.